And the Maimer al Tatsur Asmayo from the Mittler Rebbe. We're holding in part three, meaning there's the third shear we're giving on this Maimer. And we're holding in the, on page Chaf, in the middle of the page, by the second paragraph, beginning Va'inyan Kiyadua. So, just, I'm not going to review much information because. If that would be the case, we have seven hours of information to review. Um, for anybody that wants to hear the earlier shiurim, they're on YouTube, they're on our website at mayan.com, and they're also on Facebook. So you can listen to them and the various different podcasts, so they're all there. This is Chela, the third, the third part. We're holding over here. So what was the idea that we were talking about? We were learning how um, the reason we were told that we should not conquer the lands of Moab and the lands of Edom and the lands of um, Ammon, which are three lands that God promised Avram Avinu. The reason we were told not to take those lands is because the land of Eretz Yisrael is divided into two parts. One that was meant to be ours... um, when we went out of Egypt way back then, and then the other part that gets added on later to Eretz Yisrael, and that's the land, the other three countries. So Hashem promised Avram Avinu, he promised him the full land, the land of ten nations, but it was meant to be possessed in two stages. And he explained the reason why. Uh, the first stage is the conquest of the seven, because the seven represent the seven emotions, and we have to first do the repair in the seven emotions. Because that's where the main mess, cosmic mess that took place when Hashem deliberately shattered the vessels so that there should be a mess, so we can have some challenge in our life, so that we can feel accomplished, that we cleaned something up and rectified something. And then, ultimately, after we were partners with Hashem in the rectification, so we basically create a world together with God. That's the idea. We, together with Him, create the utopian existence that's going to be characterized as Mashiach existence. So we need to do some fixing first. The fixing is the fixing of the seven emotions. Those seven emotions were rooted, the fallen sparks from the seven emotions are rooted in Eretz Yisrael. And and so when when we conquered Eretz Yisrael, it also meant purification of these emotions. And we have to do the work there. It's not just a conquest. It's the work. It's the constant work in the land of Israel through all the application of Torah and mitzvahs. And as we explained in the earlier classes, and when you live your life in accordance to the filter of Judaism, the filter of Torah and mitzvahs, you're really filtering your emotions. Because you get a, the emotions of a person naturally are haywire. They're all over the place. They're running in every direction. They want to grab everything, have everything, you know. That's the way. That's the. That's the. Um, they're 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 aggressive. They're, and that's the point. When you live a life dictated by Torah, it's a it's a purification of one's character. It it, it, it inevitably because you constantly you're constantly, you know, this yeah, this no, this yeah, this no. You're not having what you want. You have to first consult with a higher authority. That's the power that we learned earlier. The chachma is bedidu. It's the power of chachma that decides what's right, what's in, and what's out. 
what's good, what is accepted, and what is not acceptable, what is to be rejected. So uh, uh, a people, millions of people living in the land of Israel in accordance to the direction of Torah ends up this purification. Now in order to finish up the purification, we left the land of Israel and were scattered amongst the 70 nations, again 70, to finish that tikkun. Once we're done with the... Now, there's no reason for us to have the land of the ten because there isn't any work in the other three, meaning to say the last three. There's no work to be done in the other three Um, because the other three, as we explained in the earlier class, even though they were impacted by this cosmic collapse, they weren't broken. And even if... And, when they, and even if there was some kind of an injury in the Chachman and the Bina, so to speak, some kind of a defect, and that's what enables that there should be some corrupted uh, sciences or corrupted uh, um, uh, disciplines and teachings, uh, intelligences that are not pure, but the, the corruption of the intelligence is far, far, far less than the corruption of the emotions. And that's why it's something that we don't have to dare, we don't have to... Um, fix, but the the intellect will be self-repaired. What's the idea that it's self-repaired? The way it will be repaired is when there will be a huge increase in holy intelligence, the unholy intelligence will naturally disintegrate, and whatever is good in it will join holiness, and whatever is impure, essentially garbage, and not good, will fall to the wayside. It doesn't require an aggressive, hands-on purification and an extraction, like the emotions do. And that's the reason why we don't have to be busy with it. We are busy purifying the, the emotions in life. And that's the life for the last three and a half thousand years. The purification of emotions that has impact on all of mankind. Now, Once we are done this purification, automatically, that's the next stage. Once we're done the purification of the, the, of, the, of the Midos, of the world of Tohu, which involves a process, this is very important, which involves a process of turning darkness to light. Because in that purification process, you're taking certain things that are dark and you're elevating, especially through the project of Tshuva, which enables even negative things to be converted. So once we're done with that conversion and that elevation, it causes a revelation, a higher revelation of intelligence. What's the connection? Why as a result of our work in purifying our emotions, will it stimulate a revelation of higher intelligence? The reason for that is, because the higher intelligence is not revealed yet because naturally it is very private and very inward. It's, 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 it's very much part of the non-expressed light of God. It's embedded in the very essence of God. And because it's embedded in the essence of God, it naturally does not shine forth. It's hidden. And that's what we sometimes call darkness. It's dark because it's too personal, too inward. 
too much part of him. So it's not revealable. It's like a person has very deep secrets, not dark stuff that negative things they're hiding. It's just things that are so, so deep, they're not going to share it only with someone that's very, very, very dear and very special to them. And maybe there are things that they don't even share with anybody because it's so deep, it's so essential to who you are. And then there's the stuff that you can talk about, no problem. They flow automatically from you. Those are usually more external things that you don't care about that much. What you care about very, very, very deeply, you don't talk that much. It's embedded. And de- we're dealing over here in levels of the subconscious that are even, you might even say, it's not even revealed to the person himself. That's how deep we're talking. And in that sense, this is referring to God's essential intelligence. It's dark because it's beyond revelation. When we take darkness in this world, in the low world, and we convert it to light, we stimulate this darkness to emerge. That's the idea. That this higher darkness comes outward, exits, reveals itself. And that revelation is the revelation of Moshiach's intelligence. That's going to be the intelligence of Moshiach. It's going to be Torah like we've never seen before. As the Pasuk says, Torah Hadasha, a new Torah, Ma'iti, from my very self, God says, Tetze is going to emerge. And it's going to emerge and channel directly into Mashiach's soul. And Mashiach's soul is going to channel that, all that knowledge and light to humanity, to the Jewish people, and from the Jewish people to all of humanity. Let me read, read to you a little statement that was said by by, hold on over here this idea that we're saying now that there is going to be a unbelievable enlightenment in the world coming from Mashiach and then This is really what the Rambam says. What are we going to do when Mashiach comes? The world is not going to be occupied with anything else but to know Hashem. So this is what the Rambam says. Now let me share with you a quote of someone quoting the Rambam. Hear this quote. This is someone quoting the Rambam. Hold on. A day will come when we won't be so focused on just working and avoiding disease. We'll need some new spiritual cause that binds us other than just the basics. Who made that statement? The time that will come up? This is Bill Gates just speaking saying, looking forward, he says, looking still further out into the future, Gates says he believes AI eventually forced us to redefine work itself and the role it plays in human life. He suggested we may evolve towards higher pursuits. He's quoting Rambam. He says, that's it, because humans will have to start looking for something else because there won't be disease because that will be taken care of already. There won't be the need for work. So 
What am I bringing a proof from? From get? Yeah, the point over here is that the, if the world is saying it already, means that this is already completely already Moshiach's days. This is the place where we're at. We're at. We are already at Yemoisa Mashiach. And anyways, so the, but where's Mashiach going to get all that flood of knowledge? It's going to come from the. It's going to come. It's going to come from the work that we did today. Right? It's going to come from the work that we did today. All the work that we have done in converting darkness to light, all the work that we have done in converting darkness to light is going to bring about the higher spiritual darkness to, 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 to transform. And to illuminate. And to come pouring out. Okay? So that's what we learned. But we learned that that... Oh, and automatically, and that's the idea. Once that happens, we're... Then the the unholy knowledge, the unholy intelligence will repair itself. And that's the reason why. Then we're going to take conquered those three countries. Edom, Ammon, and Moab, because they represent the unholy powers of Keser, Chachma, and Bina. But that's going to fix itself. We're not going to have to do the work in it. So last, the last thing we learned, however, is that that revelation of godly light, this powerful revelation of, of, of Keser, Chachma, and Bina, or futuristic light, is going to come in two stages. That's why when Mashiach comes, we're going to pass by two, two water, two bodies of water. One body of water that we're going to pass by is the river of e- Egypt, and the other um, uh, pass that we're, other water that we're going to pass is the Euphrates River. And he says the, the first one is mentioned in Yeshaya when it says, "Vihiko l'shiva nechalim." The Pasuk says, Lashon uh, over there is, L'shoin Yam Mitzrayim, the tongue of the, of the Sea of Egypt. So that's a, that's a river that comes out of the Sea of Egypt. And that river is going to be split. That's Moshiach's. That's the first crossing. And then there's going to be another crossing when we enter into the seventh millennium. We're going to cross through another river. That's the river, that's the Euphrates River. And so obviously this has a deeper meaning. So the idea is as follows. These crossing of the rivers mean moving into this higher intelligence. That the deepest core essential inner intelligence of God that is completely private and inward and it's not possible for it to reveal itself, yet it will reveal itself. As we spoke last week in the class, that's the meaning when it says in the Pasuk that your rivers will be flooded with oil. The oil is this core essential knowledge. Pneumius Torah, the secrets of the Torah. They're going to be revealed. But the Rebbe says, the Mitla Rebbe says, that's still the first stage. Pneumius Torah being revealed is still the first stage. The second stage is much deeper because what is this based on? Because when Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, this is all we learned this, we learned this all on Tuesday night, um, that on, um, 
when Hashem spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem said to him, in the first, first encounter, Moshe said, what's your name? And God says, Eke Asherah Eke. I will be who I will be. So Hashem is talking about the future. The future is I will be who I will be. The first I will be is the way you will know me after you cross the river in the days of Mashiach. That's the first I will be. Second I will be is the way you will know me in the seventh millennium. Then even deeper and even higher. When you cross the other river. That's why the Zohar says, Ani, ani zamin le'izgalia. I am prepared to, I eventually will reveal myself. You ask me what my name, you will know me. So what's the difference between the two? So we learned, and this is, what we're, this is where we're heading to right now, in the part that we're going to learn now, is the first one, is the gilui, the revelation of the powers of, of the Eberster, of the, of, of the power of God's wisdom, let's talk about wisdom, the wisdom of God, but the wisdom, the non-expressed wisdom, the wisdom of the Ein Sof, the expressed wisdom is already the attributes of wisdom, the wisdom as it's already being projected already. It's, a, it's like a person's, in a human being, it would be the difference of a person's actual knowledge base. Everybody has a certain knowledge base that you have already, information that you have, ideas that are already in your mind. And then there is the potential mind. It's that you, the creative mind, before you emanate ideas, or let's go deep into the creative mind, where it's so deep that unless you work really, really, really hard on, on concentrating, you will not produce. That's what we're talking about. A level that is so, 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 so much. It's not yet revealed ideas. It's the ideas that could come out of your mind if you, let's say, decide to concentrate on something for 30 years. You'll probably come up with some pretty revolutionary ideas. If you're concentrating on one idea, on one topic, let's say, for 30 years, you'll go deeper and deeper. You'll really get... You really pump out some, some amazing stuff, right? And, and a regular thinking, the, the amount of energy that we put into ordinary extrapolation to extrapolate uh, concepts from our mind, we're usually not digging too deep because we're not trying too hard. But you're trying really, really, really hard and deep concentration, you'll pull out. So what we're saying is like this. The, the revelations that are going to happen in the first stage of Moshiach, the first stage meaning before the second crossing of the river, is Hashem's hidden potential mind will come to revelation. Now we only have in the Torah, we have His revealed mind, not His potential mind. When Mashiach will come, we will have His potential mind actualizing itself. But it's still only God's mind. It's His power of His mind, of His intelligence, as it is embedded in Him. Not as it is expressed, but it's still a power in Him. But then there is God's very self. Not a power in Him. He as He truly is. That is already going to be revealed only in the seventh millennium. Not the Chachma Shebekeser, Keser Shebekeser. That's the difference. First one is Chachma Shebekeser, it's the intelligence. 
That's why we're going to see. In the first, that these two crossings of the river are hinted to in the Az Yashir, in the song that we sing, uh, that the Jews sang right when they went out of Mitzrayim. And it says over there, Ad Yavor Amcha Hashem, until your people will cross. Ad Yavor, until they will cross, Amzu, this people, Kanisa, that you have acquired. So it mentions two crossings. So from here, we, we, the Zohar, the Hasidus says, it's referring to the future crossings. Not what the, because they crossed already the Yamsov. What was going to cross in the future? But the interesting thing is that in the first one, it says, Ad Yavar Amcha Hashem. It mentions Yud Vavke. The second one, it says, Ad Yavar Amzu Kanisa. It doesn't say, this nation you have acquired, you acquired. It doesn't say, who? It doesn't say, Ad Yavar Amzu Amzu uh, Kanisa Havaya, that you Havaya. doesn't say that. It just says Kanisa, you acquire. The difference. The first one is still related to Havaya. The first crossing, the first revelation, is still related to a name of God. Why? Because what is, it, what is Hashem revealing to us? He's revealing to us His power. His, 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 his powers. His attributes. It's only that what level of attributes, the attributes as they are still embedded in the very soul itself. Not the attributes in a state of, emer- of exiting. Not the attributes in their outer manifest state. But the attributes in their core essential state. But it's still attributes. And that's why it's related to Hashem's name. Because Yud is Chachma. Hey is Bina. What is Hashem going to reveal to us? His deepest chachma, but it's chachma. So it's mentioning Yud Kevavke. The second crossing is not an attribute. Hashem is revealing His very self beyond all attributes. That's why this time it says you, not your name, because no more His name. It's not an attribute even in the highest state of the attribute. In Yenu, and this is what He explains over here. Can you do as it is known? When it says, The Torah says, I was by God. The Torah is speaking about itself. Shlomo Melech in Mishlei is channeling the words of the Torah talking. So the Torah says, coming, the Eya, you don't want to know about me? The Eya, I was, or I am, Etzlo by him, Amon. I am by him, um, a hidden, a tool, an instrument. Chazal say it means, uh, one meaning Amon is, a, it means very precious, but here it means Amon, it means clay umnasoy. It's Hashem's tool, uh, instrument tool. Because we know that God used the Torah to create the world. So that means it's his, it's his tool. The Eya, but then the Torah continues talking about itself. The Eya, and I am also Shashuyim. I am the delight of God, yoim yoim, day after day. Okay. So he's going to say that these two dimensions of revelation, the one revelation is the revelation of Moshiach, the secrets of the Torah, and the second revelation is beyond the secrets of the Torah, the essence of Hashem Himself being revealed, is these two phrases in the Pasuk. 
One is, I am an instrument to Hashem. That's the first phase. And the second one, shashuyim yoyim yoyim, the light every day is referring to something higher, which is already related to Hashem Himself. We're going to see in a minute. As he explains, because as we know, the Torah precedes the world, Alpayim Shana, 2,000 years. Vinikra, whatever that means, not, not years in time, but Vinikra Chachmak Duma, and it's called the primordial wisdom, as it's called Mashal HaKadmoini, the ancient parable, the Torah is referred to as an ancient parable. Oyama Kadmoini, or an ancient sea. What is the idea of being Kedem? Kedem meaning that this is embedded in what precedes everything. The Torah is God's essential wisdom. Shazahu, what level are we talking about over here? We're talking about wisdom. The wisdom, not as it is a sphera, not the chachma as it is an atzilus, in the world of atzilus, then it's already a, 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 a definitive, specified power of God. We're not talking about that. We're talking about much earlier than that, when the chachma is still a potential in God. The chachma that is in the orein sof himself. It's called the higher Chachma. Also hinted to in when it says in, 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 in I think in Ashrei or in the, in the Halalukah later, and to his understanding, there is no number at all, meaning it's beyond enumeration, it's beyond. Wise, but not with an, an identifiable wisdom. Commercial, and it gives a, a, a very uh, understandable example to that. The power of intelligence that's in the, that is, hiyuli means that is not yet intelligence, but it's the power from where all intelligence comes from. It's like when we, example for that is that when we're trying to know something or figure something out, we concentrate. We concentrate on something, we concentrate, and we can sense that we're pulling from somewhere. And then an idea, hopefully, flashes in our mind. You know, we have something to resolve the dilemma. We're trying to figure out what to do. We're stuck in something and whatever. And then, boom, it hits you. So where did it hit you? So you, it flew into your consciousness, but it, you, you sense that it's coming from a place in your soul that's not stashed with a bunch of ideas. It's not like when you were born, you had the, the way to resolve this dilemma in your head. You didn't. It's not you were born with specific information. It's the power, the potential to create ideas. But it itself is not an idea. It's pre-ideas. It's the power to produce knowledge. And that's what he's saying, It is the power, not of seichel, the power that makes seichel, Hahiyuli, that is still undefined by intellect, it's not a shamaskil kol seichel, that, 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 that intelligizes all intelligence, minahelim legilui, that produces it from the concealed state and, and brings it out to the revealed. But this power, shekolu be'etzem anefesh, this power, while it is still included in the essential soul, before it has a a knowable existence within the human being. 
It's called the seichel, but the seichel over here is, it's not, it's not my mind. It's I have an intelligent soul, which means it's, attri- it's attributed over here to the soul. It's the soul with, the soul that's not intelligence has the potential for intelligence. As opposed to when I say my mind. My mind is already a mind. This is not a mind. This is pre-mind. This is that the soul has a mind. That's the idea. Like he himself is the, is the, is, is, is the knowledge. It's, it's higher than knowledge. And this is the level, when we say Torah is called Torah HaKeduma, this is the essential state of Torah. But this is not the Torah that we study. Why? Let's see now. The Torah says, Etzloi Mamish Omoi. I, the Torah says, I was by God Omoin. Omoin meaning this instrument. Omoin Umna. Omoin comes from the word Umna, which means a profession. Omen, like a professional or like a craftsman. Shaboyno Masakin Dovarma that builds or fixes something, repairs something. Atzmis with his essential, with his essential chachma. What does that mean? You have a craftsman who's going to do a repair. And he's sitting there trying to figure out how is he going to repair this. How is he going to fix this situation? So he sits and he's thinking for a while. Boom, 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 boom. Whatever it is. So he's, he's pulling from what? The fact that he is a, a uh, you know, he's an engineer. So he has that kind of a mind. He can figure out solutions. Now once the solution drops in his mind, the particular solution... Then he puts it, and then he actualizes it. Then he's going to put it into... into. So he's pulling on his essential, essential power of intelligence. He's drawing from them. But then the concept full comes in, the idea of how to do the repair comes into his mind. And what happens? And he makes the repair. Okay? So what is coming out of his mind is a product of his essential power of intelligence. That's the product of it. And then the repair is the product of the product. So now it's like this. It descended to repair the world. Hashem created the world. When Hashem made, fixed the world. He created a world. Then Hashem gave us a Torah of how to complete the world. First of all, He created the world through the Torah. And then He gave us the Torah because He left certain parts that He wants us to repair. And He gave us the Torah to repair it. But just like a repairman has to pull a, 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 a solution from his mind in order to do the repair. Pull out a, a uh, or draw forth an idea. And then he's going to, based on that concept, and that, that's how he's going to apply his, his uh, craftsmanship or his, his uh, whatever it is, his skill to be able to do whatever it is that he's going to do. A light came down from the supernal chachma. Of the essential God's wisdom of the Torah that's above. It descended where? Ba'abiyah, in Atsilus, in the four worlds of Atsilus, Bria, Yetzir, and Asi. 
in order to do a tikkun, and in order to purify, in order to fix the 288 sparks that, we need, that need to be corrected. Like it says, that God created us to make a tikkun, and we use the Torah to make this tikkun. And how do we make the tikkun? The Torah is biriru. We set the world right based on Torah. We apply the Torah, and that's how we do a tikkun in the world. Now this idea that came down to be the guiding light of the repair, that's not the essential Torah, that's the one concept that came out from the essential mind. Understand what I'm saying? This is the pure, and therefore this is not, this is called novlos chachma. Novlos means that which drops from a tree. You have a tree, you have stuff. If things growing on a tree, and then there is like fruit, little, little leaves or things that drop from it. So the Torah that we're learning, and the Torah that enters into the cosmos to fix it, that's a dropping from the essential chachma of the Eibishter. It says in Sefi Yetzira. No, it's not. It's not a Sefi Yetzira. It's a, it's a Medrash Rabbah. In Medrash Rabbah says that the, there is three novlos, it says. There's three droppings. Novlos chachma, the dropping of chachma, shalomayla, Torah is Torah. Torah is only the dropping. No. Torah is not only the dropping. Torah is the Eberster's essential wisdom. It's one with him. But the Torah that comes down into the world to be a repair job for creation, that's a... a, a, a a drop, so to speak, of the bucket that has, that has fallen down, or it doesn't fall in it, it emerged out and lowered itself in order to deal with the mess that's still in the world that needs to be fixed. And this is what it says in Zoyar, on the Pasuk in Mishlei, it says, Chachmois Bachutz Tarayna. Chachmois, wisdoms, and it says it in the plural, wisdoms, Bachutz outside, Tarayna, they sing. Wisdom's, wisdom sings outside. So what does that mean? So the Zoyar says, this is referring to two wisdoms. Chachma ilah, the higher wisdom, which as we said before is the source of wisdom. The ismashich gets drawn from there, b'chachma tata, into the lower wisdom. To correct to correct, uh, the, do the repair in creation. That's called, it's descending from the higher wisdom into the lower wisdom. Now where do we see this idea that in Chachma there are two dargois, there are two levels. There is the essential core wisdom, the source of knowledge. And then there is the knowledge that's called Chachma Tata, the lower wisdom. It's also seen, Chachma is compared to water. So we say that Chachma is compared to water. And in water, we know that Hashem put the sky and He split the waters. The Eberster split the sky and He split the waters. He split the higher waters from the lower waters. So the higher waters is Chachma Shalomayla. The higher waters, the Rakiyas, the firmament that separates, is the higher wisdom. And then there's Lamayan Tatayim. Then there is the lower, the lower, the lower waters. That's already the Torah as it descends to become our guiding light. But in Yamaisa Mashiach, what's gonna happen? 
the very Chachme Ilah itself, not is going to produce an idea. The entire brain, the entire pre-intelligence is going to come down. That's the idea. As opposed to it, I'm sorry for using a word, I don't mean that, just, just that you get the idea. In, in, in opposed to it spitting out an idea and it remaining aloof, the Chachme the, Ilah the itself is going gonna, is gonna to reveal itself. It will open up Mabuin the Chachma Ilah, the flow from the higher Chachma, which will attach itself to the lower waters, which is considered the lower Chachma, the lower wisdom. Okay, so now that's when he says that by the that when, a, when an, um, the Torah is saying about itself, I'm the Uman, I'm the one who's fixing, I do the repair. The Kasha, but here's what happens. Kasha chachmosay omdoloy lesakin davar ma, hamakulkul bechachmosay. When a person uses an idea that he's had, okay, and he, and he, and he um, applies it, he applies it to a problem, to something that needs to be prepared, or repaired. So he takes his solution and applies it. Now you, know, you never know because you're, when, you come, when you're doing a new repair job that you've never done before and you're sitting there scratching your head, you can be a really good craftsman, a really good uh, whatever, uh, a pro- professional and whatever it is that you're doing and you're sitting there trying to figure out what it is that you're going to do in this situation and then you have an idea but you're not exactly sure. You might kill the entire system doing it. If the electrician can come in one thing and blow the whole situation. He needs to make sure that he's getting the right thing and he's trying it. So when, he try, when it works, and bingo, he scores big, what happens is that this enriches his power of creativity, of his creative mind. This goes back, the final application. As long as the idea is an idea in his head, it's not yet adding that. But when it's applied, and it, and it, and it does a tikkun, that, I guess, the thrill of it, the Hizgalus HaNefesh that happens as a result of that, causes an increase in his Chachma HaAtzmes, because it satisfies, it seems, the Etzem HaNefesh. And because it brings a Tainug Atzmi, because it brings this deep satisfaction in the very, very being of the person, so every, the energy is drawn from the very, very core, and therefore the pre-intellect, which is the koyach ha-maskil, the koyach ha-chochma ha-atzmi, the essential power of chochma is, is now given a boost and empowered because of it. We all know how successful we are once we've seen achievement already. We've seen that we were able to do it and we were able to accomplish it. And in the other place, the Mitla Rebbe says these words, he says, this is the meaning of it, ein chocham kebal ha that a real chachma is someone who, when something has been put to the test. When you put it to the test, so what's going to happen? He's, he's applying that. The Abishter had an idea of how to fix the world. And that idea is Torah Mitzvah. But it's a theory. It's a theoretical idea. He doesn't know for sure it's going to work. He gives it to us. And we've been doing this for thousands of years. Once the tikkun is done, and that's what Mashiach is. We finished the Tikkun of the world. And the Torah worked. So that's going to increase. It's going to increase the Chachma of uh, the Chachma Ha'atzmis, the essential Chachma of the Abish. There is 
It's shaykh to say on such a deep level, an increasement. It will be enriched. And that enrichment will flow into Moshiach's mind and be that added. And that relates to what we were saying earlier, how the tikkun of turning darkness to light, which is part of this, this process, is what, is, is what triggers and increases the flow of intelligence uh, exponentially much more than ever before. These words, when is Chachma worked to fix something? That was that was uh, that needed fixing. And he got to fix it with his idea. Great power is then in, in, intensified or added. In the essence of the supernal Chachma, the Torah Kedoshah of the Holy Torah. Kiddu as it is known. That's why Chachma is Bachutz Taraina. When does the Chachma sing? Bachutz, when it goes outside. Dafka, when the Chachma in law descends into the world to make the repair in the lower Chachma. And does a repair down here, Taraina begins to sing. Because in itself is enriched. Shazel Shanikra, this level is called. Tairasai umnasai. The Torah is his umnas. Now usually we use the term Tairasai umnasai is for a person who all day learn, day and night studies Torah and that's his profession. But according to what we're learning over here, the meaning of Tairasai umnasai is that someone fixes the world through his Torah. His Torah is his umnas of repair, of tikkun. Now by the Eberster it means Tairasai umnasai. Vahaya etzloi the Torah says, I am the Eberstis Umnis, I'm the Eberstis um, uh, And this is going to take place in the days of Mashiach. Once we're completed all the Birurim of the Eitzadas, which is that original mixture that brings about the confusion and the, the whole mess. Through Torah Mitzvah's Kineska, as we said earlier, Al Kain Omar, that's why it says, Yaskil Avdi, my servant Mashiach, who is the channel of all, is Yaskil Avdi, will have wisdom like no one else before. As we said before, his Chachma is going to be way beyond Shlomo Melech. He's going to be un- unparalleled to the wisdom of Mashiach. Why? Sheyoyer by Pnimi Yasa'ar the Chachmi Allah, the inner light of Chachmi Allah, Hakaduma. The primordial chachma, shebederach klal. In general, what's this level? Who bepchenas eitzachayim? This is the meaning. Once we finish repairing the eitzadas, then the true essence of the eitzachayim is revealed. Tree of life. And once we have the tree of life, we live on forever. There's no more klipa. There's no more death. There's no more suffering. There's no more illness, and so. Who bepchenas? Where am I holding? I'm holding on page chaf aleph. Okay, and page Chaf Aleph towards the middle of the page. Yeah. There's the tree of life that's higher than the Eitz Adas. Like it says, It is a tree of life to those who hold on to it. As we said earlier, the Torah itself is essentially this higher Eitz it's just that in order for, for the, for, for the, for the 6,000 years, or at least for 3,000 and a half thousand years that we have the Torah, the Torah has descended where? Into the Eitz Hadas to do a repair, to do a fix. 
But, but when the fix is over, then it's going to be nizgala. The Torah is going to reveal itself as it is, not mislabish, not enclosed and 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 uh, um, and invested in the etzadas. And how will it reveal itself? But on the, on the other hand, this is a very, very private, it's very, very inward. How does it reveal itself? When we can cause the supernal darkness to, 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 to transform to light. In other words, something so private that it's dark, it's a mystery, it's hidden. And when that will come out to a state of light. Why? The whole helem atzmusai baledei giloi, the entire con- concealment of the Eberster's of, 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 of in Hashem's essence, comes to a revelation beside the Satorah and the secrets of the Torah that will be revealed through Mashiach Kena. and this is the meaning of, and we said before, Eke Ashera Eke, Eke I will be. This is the revelation of Hashem saying, I will. Now I'm still a mystery, but I will reveal myself. Ano zamin, I will reveal myself. But this is only the first Eke. What did we say? Eke, Asher Eke. The second stage of Gilui is even deeper than that. We mentioned earlier. This happens through Mashiach. The next one is already the Gilui of the Eberster himself that comes about in the, in the Elif Hashvi, in the Elif Hashvi, or in the, uh, in the Elif, uh, when we complete the Elif Hashishi, we enter into Shabbos, enter. But this that it says in the Pasuk, I will be Shashuyim, who Eka Habez, that's the second Eka. I'm going to reveal myself in the world to come. This is the second time it says Ad Yavor. That's the first Ad Yavor, the second Ad Yavor. Ad Yavor Stam Lamaila. I will, Atuli crosses, Stam, it doesn't say who. Lamayla Meshem Avaya Lagamri, completely beyond the name of Yud Kevavke. Vizel, and this is what it says, Amzu, this people, Kanisa, that you have acquired, who? Ba'atzmus, the Orein Saif Mamish, the essence of the Orein Sof himself, not the powers of the Orein Sof, but the essence of the Orein Sof. Shalamayla Gam, Mipchenas Tairaktosha. That is even higher than the Holy Torah or Torah Hakaduma than the primordial Torah. This is the revel- This is the delight of the King in Himself. Like we speak about the person's yechida. Yechida is the deepest point of life of your being of your soul. That's beyond the power of intellect that's included in it. As we spoke earlier, the soul itself has within itself all the kochos. But on that level, they're not definable. But yet, there's still a koyach within the nefesh. So therefore, it's still a something. But then there is the person himself, the one who, the nefesh, the soul itself, that has the koach. And even before we even speak about a koach, it's just he himself. That's what we're talking about by, in the next revelation. Not the koiches atzmiyim. It's not a koach. It's God himself. For who p'chenas Eden, and this is the level of Eden itself. The olam haba of the world to come. And on that we say, on Eden, the, the Pasuk says, Ayin loira asa. No eye has seen it. 
And when we say no eye has seen it, this includes Afilu Moshe, this includes Moshe, Umashiach, and even Mashiach. No one has seen that. And that's God's own revelation that He will reveal. This is the hidden level of Atika. Atika stima. In Atik, the hidden of Atik. Shenikra stima, the kostimin. The hidden of all hidden. The lace machshava tfisa be klau. There's no thought grasping over here. But over here we say klau. At all, at all. Afilo machshava hakduma. Even the first machshava. The first thought, which means the first level of chachma. Even the chachma in its most quintessential state is not grasping this. This is beyond even the chachma as it is embedded in, in the Ebersht. This is the pure pleasure of Atmos himself, of the very essence of God. Atmos hashashuyim, of the essence of the lights. She'enoi murkiv, that's not... It's not blended gam b'chachma hakduma, even in the primordial chachma. Hanis Shehu b'chenas keser shebekeser. Before we're talking about chachma shebekeser. See, the regular chachma that we usually talk about, revealed chachma, is chachma. The higher chachma that Mashiach will reveal is chachma shebekeser. And this is keser shebekeser. Shehu b'chenas keser shebekeser b'chlal, shenikra ratzon, it's called will. The tainuga atzmi and the essential pleasure. She'ain tam l'ratzon klal. Over here, you can't even talk about reasons. What what Mashiach is going to reveal is the hidden reasons of the Torah, the secrets of the Torah, the hidden reasons of the mitzvahs. But here, we're talking about a level that's beyond reason completely. It's beyond all reason. It's the pure level of will and pleasure. Afilu tam komos desoydos upnimius rozen deraisa. It's even beyond. The hidden secrets, the innermost secrets of the secrets of the Torah. Shantame mitzvahs, which are the reasons of mitzvahs that's going to reveal itself when Mashiach comes, but this is going to be the next stage. This is the innermost and the essence of the Ein Sof himself. Before he even enters and comes at all to a state of giloi, of revelation, hear this. Not just before he's in a state of revelation, but even before he's in a state of darkness. What is Mashiach going to reveal? Mashiach is going to take the, 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 the primordial darkness and transform it to light. The core essential koiches uh, of the Eberster's embedded chachma that's embedded in him, which I'm embedded, it emanates from him, but in the level when it's still emanating within him, which is not revealable, and Mashiach is going to reveal it. That's called taking the darkness and transforming to light. But what we're talking about over here is prior to being any... Le- it's not shayach to the whole concept of concealment and revelation. It's totally beyond that. And therefore it's not even in the realm of darkness. It's, it's Hashem is the one who creates darkness and light. And this is beyond the darkness and beyond... Obviously, it's, in our case, it, it, if it's beyond the darkness, it's for sure beyond the light. It's beyond the darkness. It's before Behelam the Choshech Va'ora Elia, and it's higher than the whole concept of Choshech and Or of darkness and light, of the supernal darkness and light. Now there's an extra kuf over here. I don't know what this stands, what this is for. It's just a mistake. Uh, and, and but on the bottom he does say that you add a vav before the word Ephes. The Ephes Kotzeyu. I think he says that in the bottom. 
Or maybe I'm just making that up. It would make sense that there should be a vav over here. The FS could say you. You know what? There's no vav, so I'm not going to say the vav. FS could say you, and just a tiny little bit. Now, of this core, core, core essential level, of this, which is beyond the Torah, because the Torah is the Ebishta's wisdom, and it's infinitely beyond the Torah. The tail end of it, whatever this can mean, Efes Kotzeyu, a little tiny bit of it, a drop of it, Nimshach Meshashuyim Ha'atzmus Ha'atzmim Gam B'Torah. A little bit is Nimshach and drawn into Torah. How do you know it's drawn into Torah? Very simple. This whole idea of Shashuyim Yoim Yoim, who's talking? The Torah is saying about himself, Ve'eya, I am Shashuyim Yoim Yoim. So if the Torah is saying that, and we're saying that this is the level that's preceding even the, 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 the potential wisdom. This is preceding even that. This is the essence of the Abraham himself. So why is the Torah? Then, then it's beyond the Torah. What's the Torah's business to say? The Eye, I am. The answer is a little bit of this, a tinge, a touch of it is invested in the Torah as well. And that's why the Torah, meaning the Torah touches on this place. The essential level of the Torah on its own is chachma, is wisdom. Yes, potential wisdom, but still wisdom. But, sin, but since ultimately wisdom comes from God itself, so the Torah is rooted in the Ebishter, and that's why there's a certain point where the two touch. And this is probably what it means, that 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 from this level, Gam b'Torah hakaduma also in the Torah, k'moi be'Eden elyon, just like we say, it's revealed in Eden. This is the Eberster himself. Yet it's revealed in Eden, so it's revealed in Torah. That's why the Torah says, "I am this level of shashuyim." Ukemoi, or like it says further in the pasuk, misachekes lefanov, I entertain before him. So I guess he's taking the word before him means in the deepest, deepest, deepest core of the Eberster, Mesachekes, I entertain Bechol Ace at all time. So this is this. But when is this going to reveal itself? It's going to reveal itself in the world to come. The essential light of the Ein Sof will reveal itself. Kemoishehu Mamish. As it is for itself, not in an ex- in, in, in a in a projected way. Every projection is already going away from the essence. It's not a projection. It's as it is. Bare, bare bones. That's the way it's going to reveal itself. For whom Masha Kosiv, Asher Eke. Remember we said earlier, Eke Asher Eke. Going back to the pasuk in Shemos. It's the second echa. I will reveal myself. As he is in the very truth of his very being. Mamish. And this is the second passing. That we're going to pass through in the Euphrates River. Which this is the river that goes out of Eden. To um, water the garden, Kamoshakasav, Kamosh Amar Azal. Now, what does it have to do with the Euphrates River? 
Because Chazal say that when it says, and I mentioned this last class, that when it says that there is one river that goes out of Eden, and then it goes down and it waters the garden, and then from the garden it forks into four rivers. And the last one of those four rivers is the Euphrates River. That's what the Pasuk says. So Chazal say that the very last one, which is the Euphrates River, is not an offshoot, but that's the river itself. The other three are offshoots, but not the Euphrates. The Euphrates, the Nahar Paras, this is the very river that goes out of Eden. This is the one. So therefore, if we cross the Euphrates River, what does it mean? We're crossing the river that takes us into Eden. And this is the revelation of Eden itself. Beyond Mashiach, beyond Moshe, which reveals the revealed Torah. Why did he mention Moshe and Mashiach, I think? Because Moshe gave us the revealed Torah. That's the first level of Torah. Mashiach comes and gives us the essential Torah. And this is beyond the whole level of Torah in the, to begin with. So therefore, the, and this is an Eden itself. The Nohar Zehu Amafsik, because it's this river that separates between the Eden itself, to the Gan Eden. Gan Eden is a garden that's watered from Eden, but it's not the Eden itself. The Gan Eden Elyon to the higher Gan Eden. And, and to prove this idea further, that this level of Aden, which is the core essential Olam Haba revelation, Elaf Hashvi, the seventh millennium, the revelation that's going to be then, that it's higher than the deepest revelations of Torah, the revelation of God Himself, not, not His Chachma. You can see because this is the revelation of Aden. What did we say before is the Torah? The Torah is called Eid Sachayim. Now the Eitzachayim, the tree of life. The tree of life is not in Eden. Where's the tree of life? In Gan Eden. In Gan Eden, there are two trees. That means that the Eitzadas, okay, it's for sure in Gan Eden. But even the Eitzachayim is not in Eden. It's also in Gan Eden. That means that if we're going past, oh, and what's the Eitzachayim? The secrets of the Torah. The core essential secrets revealed by Mashiach. But now we're going, you know, it's like going through the garden. We've gone through the garden, and there's a river, and we start, we start hiking up the river. And we follow the trail. And then there's a gushing river. You can't, it's impassable. So Mashiach comes or whatever, and he splits the river. And then we cross over into Aden. That's on the other side of the river. And that's Aden. Ah, so you see that Aden is much higher than the Eitzachayim, which is the secrets of the Torah. It says, because even the tree of life, that's in the Gan. is not an Eden itself. And now all the elevations of souls, all the great Neshamas, like our like our far forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe Aaron, and Moshe and Aaron. That keep on going. These are the highest souls that go from strength to strength. We have no clue how high they soar continuously, deeper and higher and higher and higher. They're still hanging out in the gun. They're still within that tree of life. They have never gotten past the tree. They have not seen Aden itself. This is the king delighting in himself. 
not in any of his features. It's not the king's features. It's who he is. It's very being. No one saw that. is way beyond everything. But when we will cross this river, and then this river comes from Aden to Ganed. And once we cross the other way, upstream, we cross the river, we will arrive to this higher Aden. And this is what it says, forever they will inherit the land. Which land is this? This is, the, this is the ultimate land. The land of Eden. Eretz Chefetz, the land of desire. It's even higher than the supernal Gan Eden, which is the Eitz It's even higher than that, the Achshav of now. Kamaimer, as the Chazal say, Im Toymar Gan Eden? Chazal ask a question. Are you telling me that the Gan is Eden? So Chazal say no. Since it says a river goes from Eden, Lahashka, he says, Sagan is a sign that the Gan is not Eden. The Gan Lechud, the Gan is alone, and Eden is alone. And the, and, and, the, and the Gemara says that this, that all the prophecies spoke about, was only of the Gan Eden. But the Eden itself, Ayin Leira'asa, no eye has seen it. For who pchenes pnimiyas hakeser This is the, in general, the idea of pnimiyas hakeser. Now the next piece, Tul Ata, I was having trouble with. Maybe I'll, I'll untrouble now, but I was having trouble, meaning I didn't, uh, they're not, maybe they're not letting me into this place over here. I'm trying to, I'm knocking on the door the whole week, trying to read this piece again and again, trying to figure it out. I mean, I have a little bit better just recently, just uh, I, was, I was able to get up a little in, I think, but not... Now, I think he, let's read first the words. For Oilam Abba, and Oilam Abba, which is this higher level, Gamhu Nikra Pras. It's still only called a portion. Lechura, how can you say that this is only a portion? This is, <laughs> this is him himself. You're getting to experience God himself as he is, as we said before, in his bare bones. This is him himself. For Oilam Abba, Gamhu Nikra Pras. But it's also called only a pras. Pras means a piece. In Hasidus it says, don't serve God. It's, the Mishnah says in Pirkeyavis, in Ethics of the Fathers, serve Hashem, shaloy al-manas pras, not to receive a reward. In Hasidus it says, because a reward is only a pras, it's only a piece. You don't want a slice, you want the whole thing. Like the Alter Rebbe says, ich will nicht dein ganed, ich will dir allein. I only want you. But he says, how can it be? So we'll see in a minute. I might have a little explanation on this. V'chatzi hakeser, and only half the crown. Didn't he just say it's the pnimius of the crown? How does he call it over here? Only half the crown. When we say half, it means the external half. Gematria shai, because keser is gematria six twenty. Half of six twenty. Right. So keser is gematria six twenty. Half of 620. I see the moment you hear that we're only getting half, you're out. <laughs> Take care. Shkoyach. So the kasser is what? Kasser is 620. Half of kasser. Take 620 divided in half. It's 310. 
620 divided in half is 310. And 310 is what? Um, called Yesh. And it says that in the future, what are we going to give? What is the Ebersh going to give us? Hashem is going to give us Yesh. So, but how do we reconcile with. But first, he's going to prove that Olam Abba is still not the full thing. Because, in other words, you're not, you didn't hit the end. It's like when you get to Olam Abba, the end, there's no more travels. You're here. You have arrived at your destination. Now what? Oh, so he's saying Olam Abba is also only considered still the half. Because it's only half the kesser. And the biggest proof is because it says, Tzadikim ain't lahem menucha. They don't have rest even in Olam Abba. If you hit already your destination, you're there. There's nowhere to strive for because you're experiencing God's very essence. So where you're running, what else is there to do? Sit back and relax and enjoy. <laughs> right? But we're saying, They have no rest. Is Asim in that what? That there's a journey even over here. They'll go from strength to strength. Like it says, Yase, on the very passage that it says, no eye has seen it, it says, Yase, it should be done to those who wait for him. So the, the sages say, the Zohar says on the word, that it doesn't, doesn't only mean waiting, it also means those that squeeze, those that are exerting it. Those who study Torah diligently and they really learn it bi'iyon, bi'iyon meaning with a lot of concentration of mind. So you see from here that what? That this is a, there is an, now, what do you see? What is he bringing the Zohar? I mean, Laman the Dayak, to prove that in Olam Abad there is journeys. Bechorah the Dayak, the Mimilin the Chachma, so the exertion that has to happen in the element of Chachma is what we do in this world, which enables us to come to Olam Haba. How does he prove from here that even then there is going to be this work? I'm not sure. K'moshe Kosovo Kamachar has stated elsewhere, Be'inyin, in the idea of Vav Al-Feshnin Dahava Alma, the 6,000 years that the world stands, V'chad Charuv, and one that it is that is destroyed. So he's talking about that seventh millennia of destruction. What that means. Okay, so it seems like, I was a little perplexed. On the one hand, he gave me a whole thing earlier, that, wow, that this is it. You've reached the very essence. Ad Yavar, you finally crossed the final crossing. You reached the top of Mount Everest. And you're there. That's all the, this is also only called the pras. So it's mashma from, from Teres Chaim, because in the bottom over here is Metzai, and he, he indicates a few memorim. So I did some research. I tried to figure it out. So in, in Teres Chaim, in Pasha's Chayesara, he seems to be saying, again, he seems to be saying that, that that's the difference between the beginning of the seventh millennium and the end of the seventh millennium. In the end of the seventh millennium, we're going to reach the very, the Eberster himself, and at that moment it says, there's no more work. Over there it says, because it says, um, the Pasuk says, the Yom Shakulay Shabbos, over there, it's going to time of rest, it's Menucha, forever. This that, however, it says, they don't have Menucha, is during the sixth millennium. 
And during the sixth millennium, even though Keser Shebe Keser is revealed, it's the lower half of Keser Shebe Keser. That means it seems like in here itself there is Dargis. There's two levels. There is the, 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 chitza, the chitzainius of this pneumiastic level, and there is the pneumius and atzmus of it. Again, this is what it seems like, but I have no clue about these levels anyways. So whatever it is, it'll be good. I would just say one thing. I'm going to say something very silly, very important. It's going to be good, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's going to be really good. Right? Everybody agree? Okay. Now he's going back to the river. We said earlier that the river, there is a river that we need to cross in order to get over to this experience. Well, we find that always. There is another river. Between the higher Ganeden and the lower Ganeden, there is a river of fire called Nahar Dinor, a river of Nur, of fire. And in order to get from the lower Ganeden to the higher Ganeden, you've got to get purged in that river of fire. You've got to cross that river. Whatever that means. It's, it's, um, and Hasidus it explains, you have to wipe your hard drive clean. Because if you remember the pleasures of the lower Ganeidin, you can't handle the higher Ganeidin. It's disturbing. So you need to get a total wipeout. So by getting into that, into that river of fire, it kind of burns out any trace of any experience you've ever had before. Let's not concentrate on that river of fire too much because I'm already seeing that it's getting to people's imaginations over here. So let's just skip the river of fire. But the main idea is that there is a river of fire between the lower Ganeid and the higher Ganeid. So similar to that, and even on a greater scale, is the river that separates between the higher Ganeid and Eden itself. This river, between the supernal Eden, like Ganeidin to Ganeid. When Mashiach will come, when all the worlds will have an elevation, everything will rise. Eretz Yisrael will then be in the level of the lower Ganeden. And the lower Ganeden will then be in the level of the higher Ganeden. And Ganeidin itself will be on the level of Eden. So everything will rise. Eretz Yisrael will be in the level of Ganeidin, the lower Ganeidin. The lower Ganeidin will be the level of, which will be on the level which was now the higher Ganeidin will then be the lower Ganeidin. And the higher, everything will experience a massive upgrade. Oh, so this is troubling to me because it would seem like we're going to be down here in Eretz Yisrael. All this experience he explained over here, Gavaldik. We're going to reach Oilam Haba, Ad we're going to cross over. But what helps the crossing if we're in Eretz Yisrael down here? So good, we're going to be an experience of the lower Ganeidin. But that's way far from what we're talking about. The lower Ganeidin is only on the level of the higher Ganeidin, but it's not on the level of, of, of Aden. And we were talking about that we're all going to go there. And you can't say we're going to go there uh, after 120. Because that's not what Olam Haba is. Olam Haba is meant to be down here begufim. And where are we going to be? In Eretz Yisrael. So it's occurring to me right now that it's possible what it means is the Madrega of Eretz Yisrael itself is going to be the lower Ganeid. But the Giloi to us in Eretz Yisrael is going to be the Giloi of Eden. The Madrega of Eretz Yisrael itself is, is going to be, it can't be 
that this gilu is happening in Gan Eden Elyon. Adarabin Chasidis explains all over that all the neshamas are going to leave Gan Eden Elyon to come down into bodies, down into this world to experience the ultimate schar, the ultimate reward. That's what you have to say. I, I just don't see it. It's hard for me to say something on my own, but I, I'm, I'm not saying on my own. I'm saying based on everything I've always learned. So I don't know what he means in this. And that's why I also don't understand so much the next little piece that we're learning over here. But maybe, maybe this is what it means. And that's why it says over there, after the crossing of this, of this, of this river, which is hinted to in the Pasuk, the Abishta converts the sea to dry land. In, in the river we will cross with our feet. What does it say? Sham nismacha boy. There will we will we will rejoice in him. Boy mamish, literally in him. And this is called wonders. This is delighting in God Himself. And this is called wonders. Why? Stima the Kol Stimen. This level is called the hidden of all hidden Kaniskalea. And in the river we will cross. That means boy. That's the idea of boy. In him himself. In the river we will cross. Koi is referring on the river that goes out of Eden. Remember we said before that Mashiach is going to split the other river, the river, the Yam Mitzrayim, into seven splits. In order to take us into the first experience of Yamosa Mashiach. He's going to split into seven. But this split is not going to begin to seven. Why is that one in seven and this one not? Because that one is going to come about as a result of us fixing the seven midos. Again, Bizman Azeh, we fix the seven midos of Tohu. And after we fix the seven midos, and we do the repair in the midos, we merit as a transformation of darkness to light to cross the first river. And that will bring the secrets of the Torah to Revelation. Ah, so therefore he splits it into seven because it's a result of the fixing of these seven emotions. That's why that, the seven passageways, it's these emotions that give us access once they're repaired, they give us access to this revelation. But this, this experience is not going to be a derivative from what we've done now because that's finished. This is going to be a, re- a revelation after a revelation. It's going to be related maybe to the work we do after Mashiach comes. It's not going to be related. And in that case, or maybe even though it's produced from what we're doing now, but it's not related to the idea of birurim, of purifications. It's like a gift that's given from God afterwards, but not related. It's not connected to the whole idea of birurim, of tohu and tikkun, because this is beyond tohu and tikkun. Tohu and tikkun is related already to creation. It's beyond, beyond creation completely. So therefore, Shlo Yikol Zayin Nachalim Neged Zayin Midas Tohu, corresponding to the seven Midas of Tohu, Shenivar Bishleimus, which have become completely rectified. Kishamu Lamailam Epchenes Abirurim. This is a level that's beyond Birurim of Tohu and Tikkun of Tohu and Tikkun Legamre Kiyedu, as it is known by Dailamif. V'Zau Yivchar Lanu Es Nachlaseinu. We say God will choose. God will choose for us our inheritance. Say this before Rosh Hashanah, before, sorry, before, uh, on Rosh Hashanah, seven times before Tekiah Shofar, we say this capital in Tehillim, Yivchar Lanu, the Ebershtu will choose for us, as Nachlaseinu, our inheritance. Lahaba, in the future, Ba'olam Abba, 
Meaning, this is not referring to Eretz Yisrael that we had already in the past. This is in the future in Olam Shasida Eretz Yisrael, and, and, and at that time when Eretz Yisrael is kind of in that elevated into this into this state, at that time, Shasida Eretz Yisrael is pashat b'chol ha'olam kulay. Eretz Yisrael will then expand in the whole. Remember, we said that. During the time of Mashiach, Eretz Yisrael will include the three other nations, but not the whole world. But in the second phase, Eretz Yisrael will be mispashit in the whole world. And if we hear the last next two lines, I totally didn't get what he's talking about. Just like we know now, the lower Ganeden. Shemekoimoy, where its place is, we're talking about the Ganeden that's actually in this physical world. It's just a notch higher than what we can see. There is a Ganed Natachtin in Olam in our physical world. That's where Adam Arishan was. It's just that since we became coarse, we can't see it. But there is a place, a physical location. So he says over here, Shemakoyma, where is it? Bekavashava, it's by the equator. So, so it seems like, since it's by the equator, it, it surrounds the whole world. Because the equator goes around the whole, the whole world. So, similar to that, since he said before, Eretz Yisrael will become like the lower Ganeden. So Eretz Yisrael will be mispashit in the whole world. Again, I, 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 I'm just guessing around. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. But in Olam it says, This is referring to the ultimate state of Olam That's what it seems like from the Parshas Chayesara, Teres Chayim. That means in the end of Olam no more work. You're going you're gonna to rest then. The earth is going to produce finished bread, which means there's no more work that needs to be done. Okay. As I mentioned to you, the, the mimer flows pretty well. This little piece over here, I'm, 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 I'm going to leave it with a question mark. Uh, we need some more clarification. Yes. That's the final stage with the Torah Manuch. And then Eretz Yisrael will be surrounding the entire world. And now we'll go back to explain. Now we get back to the whole argument between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua about whether tshuva is a requirement for the coming of Moshiach. Rabbi Lazar said that Moshiach cannot come without tshuva. Rabbi Yeshua said that uh, if we don't do tshuva, God will force us tshuva upon us. And then they go through an argument back and forth. And uh, in the end, Rabbi Yeshua says there is a set time that when that time comes, the Golos has to end no matter what. And Rabbi Lazar is silent. So it seems like Rabbi Yezir agrees. So now he's going to explain the shorish of this machlokis based on what we just learned. Shu Rav which is also the machlokis between Rav and Shmuel. Because Rav says, remember what we said right in the beginning, Rav says, Kolo kola kutsin, all the kates have been ended already. Today it's only dependent on tshuva. We don't have any more dates. Dates are over, Rav says. Shmuel says, what are you saying? It's dependent only on Shuv. It's enough for a mourner to be in his mourning. He's been in his mourning long enough. God mourned long enough. Hashem is not going to wait till we do Shuv. So now he explains. So again, same achloikas. 
So he explains. The Rebbe Liazar, Sfira Le Rebbe Liazar holds. The Im Yisrael Oisem Tshuva Negolim, that if the Jewish people do Tshuva, they are redeemed. Vimlav ain't Negolim, and if not, they're not redeemed. And remember one of the questions he asked, how come Rebbe Liazar doesn't mention good deeds? He says, only Tshuva. doesn't mention that we also have to do good deeds. Shanem already brings a Pasuk. Shuvu banim shoivavim. My wayward children do tshuva. And then it says, Erpa, when you do tshuva, Erpa, I will heal. Meshuvaisechem from your tshuva, I will heal you. And he explains, now we understand why. Once we understand the core idea of Mashiach, what's Mashiach? Core idea of Mashiach is the secrets of the Torah will be revealed to Mashiach. God's inner essential mind will come out and become tangibly experienced. And the world will be flooded with incredible knowledge. Super mind. And the world will be possessed with this. So, But what does it take to get there? You have to transform darkness to light. Because in order to take something so private, that's so dark, to reveal, takes the toil of all of mankind for thousands of years, to transform darkness to light in order to bring out that. Because we cannot have the, re- the redemption of Mashiach. Which is the elevation of the Knesset Yisrael, of the ensemble of Israel. Which is Malchus, which is all our Jewish Nishamas and Eretz Yisrael and everything. In order for Malchus to rise so high, to be able to receive the first three, Kesar, Chachma, and Bina, which we said before is so private and unknowable, Lios Nikra Segula, so that we should become the, the that we become his upper Segal. Remember, we spoke last week that there's two levels of Segal. There's the lower Segal, where it's Vayisemli Segula, when we're working on fixing the world through Teferes. Through Yaakov, through whatever, the power of Torah, Chesed, Gevurah, Teferis, that's the, the lower segel. And then we're called Segula. And after that, we become Segula. So we elevate into Keser, Chachmabina, which is an upside down segel called the Segulta, where the Keser is on the top and the Chachmabina are below. So we, I'm not going to go over it. That's what we learned last in last class. But in order for this to happen, that's, that's darkness transformed to light. And as it says, one of my favorite topics this year, Kaisi Revaya, my cup is full. Talking about Mashiach, Mashiach, the Mashiach's cup, Kaisi, my cup, which is Malchus. Malchus is a cup, because Malchus is just a recipient, a, a, a vessel, feminine, a re- recipient, to be makabal, to, re- to receive. And Mashiach says, and David Melech says, Kaisi, my cup, Revaya is overflowing. And the sages say, it means it's going to contain 200, that the cup of Mashiach, or of David HaMelech in the future, is going to contain 221 lug. Which 221 is the gematria of the word revaya. And in Hasidus it explains, <coughs> that means that Malchus is going to be drawing its energy from Keser, because Keser is called Erech, Erech Anpin, the long face. Now it's re- receiving only from the Ze'er Anpin, from the small face. Then it's going to be receiving from the Erech Anpin, from the long, which means from the Ein Sof, from the infinite, which is the Gematria of 221. Gematria Erech, which is called Erech, the cup of Mashiach is going to hold 221 Luke. And I told you, and I mentioned so much that this year, 
is 221 years from the end to the sixth millennium, which is the real Yomoysa Mashiach, especially on, in this Maimah, you can clearly see it, because 6,000 6, is already <clears throat> the next crossing. Yomoysa Mashiach is this 221 years. We're Mamash here now. <clears throat> but Al-Kaponim, in order for us to rise to that place, in order to rise into the Pnimius of Chachma, which is the Chachma as it is part of Keser, and the revelations of the secrets of the Torah. From the very concealed state of the essence of the Ein Saif Baruch Hu, of the essence of God, as we said earlier, that cannot happen. That requires tshuva. Why? Because that's what tshuva is. Tshuva is taking darkness and converting it to light. Like I spoke last week uh, on the Tuesday night class, I mentioned about Israel taking garbage and turning it into fuel. Trash and turning it into fuel. This is the ability to take the choshech, the darkness of klipas noga. When we do a bitter in the ban, remember ban 52, we spoke about that last week. The 52 is the part that shattered and fell. That needs to be elevated of the pieces of toe of the world of chaos that shattered. B'zayin midos in these seven emotions, as we said earlier, sha'oz dafka oyla b'keser. Only then will she rise into keser. Li'oyz mezehepech p'chinas choyshech ha'elyon. And which causes the transformation of the supernal darkness, the tohu of the world of tohu. Lo'oyr sha'lamayla to the, to, the, to the supernal light. Ma'oyr d'chach... No, sorry. Lo'oyr to light. Sha'lamayla ma'oyr d'chach mo'obina which is higher than the ordinary light of Chachma and Bina, which we have today. This is the core hidden Chachma and Bina that's still part of Keser for that to reveal itself. You need darkness. So we need to transform darkness to light because the Eberster conducts himself with us measure for measure. Whatever we do, he does. Shazau i Efshar, that's impossible. When we take bad itself and turn it to good. Shahu b'tshuva, which requires dafka, repentance. Shalama, and even more than observance. Observance doesn't really do this so much. Because observance just steers us clear from the bad stuff and steers us to the good stuff. Or observance clarifies and separates what's right from wrong from the mixture. But it does not transform the evil itself to good. For that you need repentance. You need tshuva. It's higher than the bitter of Torah and Mitzvah. only separates between that which is unclean and that which is clean. Between that which is good and that which is not so good. And the Torah calls out. The Torah is busy pointing fingers. You're pretending to be kosher. No, out the door. It calls out. Not the whole business of camouflaging. The, people, the world is getting very upset today if we're calling out anything for what it is. Ooh, you have to be nice. The reason why the clip is screaming, you have to be nice today, they're getting very insulted. Is because it's exactly what we're talking about. Because we're really now, we're holding now by the ultimate exposure. Everything is revealed. And, and, and as long as they're masquerading, they, then so when you call something out, corruption and whatever it is, they get all nervous. That's what the Torah has been doing. But that's Torah. But in order to switch bad to good, that's only through tshuva. 
She'en erak al yedei ha-tshuva davka, that davka through tshuva. So Rebbe Leezer says, Moshiach can't come without tshuva. That's why Rebbe Leezer doesn't mention even Torah and mitzvahs. He mentions only tshuva. That's why Rebbe Yezer only mentioned tshuva. He did not mention good deeds at all. Like he says, Return my children, my wayward children. What's the emphasis? My wayward. Because in order to be able to turn darkness to light, you need people who entered into the darkness. And when they will do tshuva from the darkness, they will convert because, because the, 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 the darkness itself is going to give them the inks and the, and the frustration that's going to drive their tshuva. Because that's, that's the only reason why. Why, do we, why does tshuva transform darkness to light? Because when you're doing tshuva, you're redefining the negative act that you did. The negative, the negative act that chas v'shalom the person did now becomes the impetus to get closer to God. Because you're so frustrated about the distance, it's pushing you. The sin is, so it comes out, it's part of a mitzvah. It's redefined. What was yesterday seen as something that blocked God is now the biggest push towards Hashem. So it's a mitzvah. Well, that's only through tshuva. And that's what, so therefore you need, so you, the only way to do that is by calling back the wayward children, the people that have stuff that they need to run away from. These are the children that sadly, the Jewish people that have sadly gone out, exited, and they went out, and they went into the world of separation 200 years ago, about, from about 200 years ago, in the last 200 years, millions of Jews exited the Torah and Mitzvah range. And went into the Olam Apirud, went into the world of separation that separated from God went into living a non-godly existence. This is, this is unbelievable. Jews are meant to live a godly existence and Jews went out from it living a non-living a purely secular life. How did I know? Why? For one purpose, so that they can do tshuva. And they can do the final tikkun. In the 70... Where did they enter? They wanted to assimilate amongst the nations. That's the meaning. They, they assimilated into the 70 ministering angels. They wanted to become American, not Jewish. They wanted to become French, not Jewish. German, not Jewish. They're trying to become. And even in Israel, when they created the Zionist uh, thing, it's also to become a people like the nations, not a people that's not like the nations, that's God's people. We're a nation because of Torah, not because of a land. We also have a land, but our Torah, our allegiance to God. When Jews said that, that's also entering the league of nations, away from Judaism, away from observance. And millions of Jews have done that for one purpose, so that they can do tshuva and bring Mashiach. Guys, they went out into the 70 ministering angels of the Klippa. And they became entrenched there. And their sins. Therefore he says, return. God calls out. Those that, are, that have gone wayward. Those that have gotten themselves far blundered. They've gotten themselves lost. In Klippa Snoiga. Following the whims of their heart, not the whims of the Torah, not the direction of the Torah. 
And this is the this is the tshuva, the lower tshuva. Now here, I think again, I hope I'm right. The usage of the term of tshuva tata and tshuva ilah is going to be the non-common usage of that term. The general usage of tshuva tata, tshuva ilah that we've been learning in Egeris tshuva now is the lower tshuva is two levels in the person doing tshuva. A lower tshuva means doing tshuva from sin, and the higher tshuva is to be reabsorbed in God. It's you're not doing tshuva from sin, you're doing tshuva from being a creation. You want to cease to be a creation, you just want to be reabsorbed in the creator. That's the higher tshuva. But both of them as a tshuva of us. In our case, he's going to be using the term tshuva tata as our tshuva, and tshuva ilah as God doing tshuva to us. The return coming from two ways. This is the lower tshuva, the lower hate. We turn over minhara from evil letov to good. And what's going to happen as a result of our tshuva? Erpa, I will heal meshuvaisechem from your tshuva. The tshuva may be a refuah la'olam. The tshuva brings healing to the world. Like it says, I forgive the one who forgives all of your sins. Haroife, the one who heals. So you see, refuah comes after forgiveness, after tshuva. L'chol tachli oichi, from all your Ill ailments. Kidu as it is known. Valyadeizan, through this, through us doing tshuva, what happens? Misoirer b'chinas tshuva ilah. This awakens the higher tshuva. What does that mean? Milmaila lamata, from up downward. That what? Shanikra tashuv hei. In this case, it's Hashem returning to us. Kamashakasav Yashuv, he will return. Yerachameinu and have mercy on us. The Isa Bizoyar, where will he return from? Ma'anasar, where is he returning from? Me'ahu Atika Stima. He will also do tshuva because we became true. We have to do tshuva from running away from him. He has to do tshuva for running away from us. The fact that he retracts and gets insulted and goes back into himself is wrong. Just like we also do, you know, we get insulted and frustrated and run away from him. The fact that he runs out of the relationship too and returns into his very private self is opposite than the game, you know. We made up a game that we're going to be together here. And we made up that we're going to be engaged, involved in the world. So as we do tshuva, he does tshuva as well. Obviously, when I say wrong on God, please don't throw apples on, I mean, eggs on me. I, uh, I'm just uh, explaining it as it is from the Hasidic perspective. In any case, um, yeah, and that's Mashiach. Mashiach is that the private, the private Abishter is going to reveal himself. This is the gilui oir. This is the light of the concealment of atzmos keniskaliel. So this is Rabbi Yezer. So Rabbi Yezer is understood really well. Why Rabbi Yezer says you can't have Mashiach because the essence of Mashiach is that revelation. You cannot have that without truth. Rabbi Yeshua asked him, well, I have a contradicting verse. In Masha Kosev it says in the Pasuk, this is page Chavdala, this is already your new packet. You have two packets. Here, I'll give you. This is the second packet. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says to him, Stirl, is there a contradiction in Masha Kosev? It says in the Pasuk, Nimkartem. Without payment, nimkartem, you were sold. And not with money, 
Tigalo, you will be redeemed. You don't have to pay for your redemption. Simply it means, obviously everybody understands you're not making a cash payment. Everybody understands that the money that we're talking about is tshuva and good deeds. The Ebrister says, I'm taking you back, no charge. Why? Because I sent you into exile. Also, not because of your sins. You think it's, meaning the whole idea that I sent you into exile because of your sins, that was only, you know, a, a cover-up. I had a purpose for you going into exile anyways. I just wouldn't look nice, so I had to like make it into a whole situation that you sin and that I get angry at you and I kick you out so that, you know, so that I can justify it in front of all the other angels over here who are going to get all upset about the whole thing. So therefore, I have to do, I have to, I have to, to play it this way. Um, because the Golos Yisrael, between the nations, and because the Shechina also went to exile. The Shechina didn't sin. So why'd she go to exile? Because we needed, we needed to extract the sparks. And who made that mess that the sparks are all over? That wasn't us. It's a primordial mess. It's God made that mess. So who's really at fault for the whole exile? It's him. So he's going to charge us to come back? That's what Rabbi Yeshua says. Kamashakasav, like it says, We mentioned this passage earlier. There is a certain given time that the klipa rules over the holy, but it's, it's, it's to his own disadvantage because the holiness then goes into its kishka, into its innards, into its stomach to take out the sparks. And that's what it means for free. Without payment you were sold. Meaning, not in a manner that you were sold with money. And being pulled into the world of separation. It's not like, you, like someone came and paid me for you guys. I think what that would mean is, I'm trying to figure out, I was playing with this today, meaning in my mind, trying to figure out like, what does he mean by this? We were not, and he says, and he, let me just finish the sentence. He says, because we're children, we're not servants. A son, you can't sell like a servant where you get payment for it. So God didn't get paid for it. But what does he mean deeper? I think what it means is that we were not ensnared. Money means that the chitzonim, the powers of the outside, came and paid us to come into exile. What do you mean come to Paid us to become disconnected from God. Got us, seduced us into it. That's not what happened. We were sent into this Golas. And we got later entangled, of course, in it. But we were sent there, Bekavana. That, that, that's what I think it means. The Alkane, and therefore, Memela, therefore, automatically, Loi Bekesef Tigalu. Not with money will you be redeemed, which means Betshuva, Maisem Toivim. With tshuva in, in, in good deeds. Elegam came bechinam. Just like you ended up in Golos without payment, you're coming out without payment as well. Even if you don't do tshuva and good deeds. Ah, you're going to ask a question. But then how can Mashiach come? Meaning to say, if the whole idea of Mashiach is that darkness needs to be transformed to light, then you didn't do the transformation of darkness to light. Because you didn't do tshuva. So then how, the, the, whole, the whole nature of Mashiach is, 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 is the, whole, the whole thing doesn't work. So he's going to deal with that later. He's going to deal with that later in how 
this Indian of Choshech coming to Ur can happen even without you. That he doesn't explain now, but he will explain it, yes. No, we do it. Mashiach helps us do tshuva. And he's been doing it for the last generation. He got all the Jews to do tshuva already. So Rabbi Yezer answers back from another puzzle. Return to me. You're telling me you don't need tshuva. I have a befeirish apostle. It says clearly. God says, I won't. I, I, you turn back to me first, I'll turn to you. It comes dafka through the lower tshuva. We have to turn face to face. We got to turn our faces to God and then he'll turn his face to us. Into the higher tshuva. means we're turning our face to him and he turns his face to us. That's the higher tshuva. Back to us. So you see that your tshuva is going to be required. So Rabbi Yeshua answered him. It says, I, it's a passage that says that I have been intimate with you. And the passage continues. Um, what's the whole passage? Maybe he brings it over here. In the beginning of the Mimer. No, I, I read it uh, from the Gemara last last time, but I don't have that passage, that Talmud. It's a Gemara. Is it in Let's see where it is. which I don't have in front of me, so I can't. Um, anyways, it says, um, which means that basically God says, you know, when I took you out of Egypt, and I took you to Har Sinai, I've already married you. And I've already married you, in a, in a, meaning to say, and we've been intimate already with each other. And if that's the case, which, when intimacy with God means that He reveals His absolute truth in you, just like, just like the idea of an intimacy where a husband and a wife become one. It means that he, and He is transmis, transmitting from His essence to create a child, which is a duplicate of Himself. So God says, I've already showed you my inner truth, and once you know me in such an intimate way, you're mine forever. So the Zohar says an interesting thing. The Zohar says that um, that the first, by a woman, the Zohar says the first man that was with her, he puts his spirit in her. His spirit, or let's say in a, fir- a first husband's spirit, let's say, has been, has been placed in her. That's why she can't be to another man. How does it work with divorce? And it's, like a, it's a whole different subject. But the idea is that the first husband left a, his ruach in her. And I think this is related also to the idea of yibum. When a person dies without children, then she marries the brother, and it's considered his children because he placed his spirit in his wife anyways, whatever. 
And therefore, what the, Rebbe, the, the, the Mitra Rebbe is saying, because God has already so implanted Himself in us, so therefore it's like a chip. He, he is in us, and that's why we can never get away from Him. Because, because it became part of who we are. And therefore, So He's able to grab us against our will. That's Rabbi Yeshua's answer. In other words, God wants us back, He takes us right back. And we, in other words, he, he, he has something over us. We can't really truly divorce ourselves from our Judaism. No matter what. From our Jewishness. Because he could take us because of this. Even if we don't do tshuva. The one who was by you, he had, was intimate with you, he made you. So you see that it doesn't have to be a voluntary tshuva. God can just yank us out. Rabbi Yezer answers back. It says another passage. In a calm way, in returning and calmness, you will be helped. So which means, when we will return with joy and calmness. not when we grab the violently back. But in a way that it's coming. It's coming from us that we're doing tshuva. So Rabbi Yeshua answers back. So says Hashem. Goyal Yisrael, the Redeemer of Israel. Leviza nefesh, to the shameful soul. Lemetav goy, to a filthy or a nation. And the verse is somehow... Expressing over there that when, when, when the Eberster says, I'm taking you back, and the nations will wonder about taking back people that are not so clean. Even though they are shamed and they're still filthy, amongst the nations, because of their sins, they will be redeemed, kings will see, they will stand up. This is a verse, it's a possible. This is a clear indication. That we will be redeemed. Even as we are, even if we're still abominable. In our tumah. Because the shechina is amongst us. So I guess, Because the shechina is with us even in our tumah. In our, tum, in our, in our defilement. So God can take us back even in our defiled state. Rebbe Yezer answers back, If you do tshuva to me, Im Toshuv Yisrael, if you do tshuva, I lie Toshuv, to me you will return. Hashem is promising them, you will do tshuva. When you will go through pain and, and all these terrible things will happen, and they will uh, 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 catch up with you, all these negative. You will do tshuva. So in the end, Rabbi Lezer is insisting that it, from all these verses it implies that we, we will do tshuva. And finally, this is Rabbi Yeshua's last argument, and with this he's going to win the argument. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua finally says, it stated in Daniel, the Eshma Esa Ish, I heard the man Lavush Habadim dressed in silk. I think that's what Badim means. And he says over there, Ad Kilamoyed Moyadim. 
And he's speaking, and he says that there will be a time. A time of times. Mashma sheyesh kates It implies that there is an end date. There is an expiration date for the exile. And it doesn't depend on anything else. And with this Rebbe Yezer was silent. He had nothing to answer. From Daniel's kates, it is an absolutely proven that Moshiach will eventually come in its time. No matter how it is, even when the Jewish people are not doing tshuva and good deeds at all. But it's not understood. Why did Rebbe Le'ezer fall silent on us? Even this case, maybe it's dependent on tshuva and the imlav, and if not, yukov, it's going to be held back. And now he's going to explain acha inyan. Now I started learning this acha inyan. I was hoping I'll be able to learn with you tonight until daf chav tes, but I didn't really crack it. I feel like. I don't want to teach, especially I know it. So I'll tell you just one Nekuda, the main Nekuda, and then we'll learn it again, Bezus Hashem, on Tuesday night. I'm teaching now twice a week this Mimer, because I want to get finished. Okay? 8.30 on Tuesday. I don't know when we're going to finish. We're going to finish uh, much after Mashiach is here. So the answer over here is, that the reason why the argument from Daniel is the most powerful argument and sets, it, sets the matter to rest is because basically what, what he's bringing from Daniel is that there is a time. What's the idea that there is a time? It's related to the idea that even though God is infinite, but when Hashem chose to create a world, Hashem activated a power of tzimtzum. Of contraction. And the power of contraction does is it takes everything that potentially can go on forever and ever and ever because it's ain't self and sets boundaries and limits. And that's why you have the idea that all that the, there is the concept that in all say the Rishtalsalas and all levels, there's always a shame shakai. God created the world with the word shakai. Shakai is one of his names. Shaddai, enough. Boundary. So Kedusha works with enough. If, 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 if there wouldn't be this power of enough, then our world would be over flooded with God's truth and we, possibly, we couldn't possibly exist. So Hashem has to set the breakers everywhere. Filters and screen and breakers. If that's set for the realm of the holy, it also has to be set for the realm of the unholy. Which means that Unholiness is also, here's the, here's the whole clincher of it. Unholiness is also or initially created with an expiration date. And therefore, there will become a time when they will inevitably, on their own, run out of steam. And that's the case. So, tshuva, not tshuva. 
once evil disintegrates and collapses on itself, it, it has to expire. In other words, other without even if we don't extract the sparks, there's still an essential kates sum lachoshech, because the entire seder shtalshulus was set up with kitzim with 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 borders and boundaries, so it can't go on forever. The only thing is, good. So that explains how evil will collapse and we will get out of gullus. But as we're learning earlier, that you need more than just getting out of gullus. You need these great revelations. This the true meaning of Mashiach is this powerful revelation that comes from darkness transforming to light. And you didn't transform darkness to light. And that he explains that once the power of tzimtzum, of contraction, comes to an end, it sets an end to everything. And part of what it sets an end is to all the things that block God. So once it sets an end, since there is a power that sets an end, but one of the things it sets an end on is it sets an end to the very power of tzimtzum. It sets an end to itself as well. Isn't that cool? Because there is a power that sets an end, that makes an expiration date, it makes an expiration, there, there is an expire, I don't know, it expires the expiration too. It expires the power of din that, that, that blocks. Once that's removed, then the entire, then, then basically everything gets flooded with godliness. So then in, automatically on its own, that which was private because it was kept back, floods. So that also is related just, again, there is a set time for darkness to end. Once darkness ends, this symptom falls apart. Once the symptom falls apart, it seems, again, this is what I'm, I'm making out of it. Automatically, the light will, will, will reveal itself, and that will be Mashiach's light. So it's, 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 it's not only a project of Torah and mitzvahs, it could run, it could, put it this way, it can run the course on its own. That's what he seems to be saying, but there's still a few in Yonim that are not clicking so well in the, in, his, in the way I'm reading it, so I want to be able to understand that better before I teach it. So, it's interesting that, I don't know if you realize, but I was planning last week, Monday, Monday, Thursday night, to actually get to this part. Or actually, I was getting to get to the part of Ma'ata Yuvan on page Chav Gimel. Last page I made copy. Now we did already Tuesday and Thursday, and we only got one page further. So I'm also like deeply, deeply tired. And I'm not happy about that. I don't know why I'm so tired. Hey. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. But that was yesterday. This, I'll read it once, and I'm going to have a lot of questions. Things won't make any sense, and I'll, say, I'll read a little further. So first I'll do an, and and then when you read something, you, you, you just agree, you're okay with not understanding everything, 
but you so then you start getting a little bit of an idea where he's going with it. Then you have to read it again. And when you read it a second time, then you're already trying and then you're stopping and you're seeing and then you like etch out the next few lines and then uh, sometimes I talk it gets stuck. So being that in the bottom almost for everything that he says, he brings other references. So you open up others in some places what he's saying over here very briefly is elaborated in another mimer or in another place. So that, and then uh, that, that can smooth it out. That's the way. And then if it doesn't work the second time, you try a third time. And then hopefully it, uh, you break through. Yep. Mashiach now.